Oh my god. You know you- what? <laughs> what? I, I this episode. I don't I know. You know what? I I know. I know. I I mean, I'm Maddie. <laughs> I'm Ryan, and this is the Mutant Ages, and a show where we go and we review every adaptation of the X Men ever. I can't even talk right now. I like I'm, I've been left stupid after watching these four fucking episodes. You know, I don't I give know. a shit about Apocalypse. I, I just don't care, and I had to endure four episodes about Apocalypse standing there We've talking to this. fucking walls. I don't like. We've done this because this is what we do on this show, the Mutant <laughs> Ages. Blah 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 theme song back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power growing us both wonderful and strange the power to care about the x-men and the mutant brotherhood and all of their adventures more than anyone should from the comic book pages to the to put the themes on this know. week who knows it, so this is the final fourth part of a four-part series of x-men the animated series episodes that were originally going to be the end of the entire series which thank god they weren't not that the actual ending is better but no these episodes are a mess and the fourth episode kind of i i don't even know if i would say it kind i mean of the fourth explains. episode is like slightly more entertaining but you know yes. i i think maddie put it best when she sent me a message and she goes <laughs> uh i'm watching the episode right now and i'm just letting you know to like get super high first and i'm like i'm not doing that because i have so much to do right now yeah, but <laughs> and you basically had to like watch it immediately before we started recording so thanks for not recording this high i appreciate high. that well i mean you get me fresh off the stove with like my <laughs> thoughts on yeah, like you just watched the closing credits like you yeah you i mean pretty much i mean i it. got up and i like fed the dog and packed a bag and then sat down and then <laughs> apparently knocked all the shit off my desk <laughs> all over the place because well, i was just so a, such a mess i don't know okay so previously on the x-men so throughout all the episodes that we have seen so far in the the four seasons we have watched we have met all these different characters who have now converged convulged are these even words those aren't words converge converged i'm tired i got two hours of sleep last night my mutant power is still insomnia thank you great basically they all converged in this one spot and we have two time travelers cable and bishop who have appeared throughout the series and they're helping the x-men along with archangel who i guess is just a main character now like along with psylocke psylocke who we only just met in part three of this four-parter like for the first time ever they've introduced this character psylocke at the very end of the show, essentially. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and essentially, Apocalypse was sad that killing was bringing him no joy, but he still he stole Cable's little cosmic cube thing, and basically... Which allows him to travel through time. Well, which means he can access his chamber where... What's it called? The, the, the Lazarus Chamber, yes, which thank isn't you. from the comics, by the way. No, it's, but it's from Batman. Yeah, so like it's this chamber where he can go and regenerate 
And that's why he's immortal, at least yeah. according to this show and no, no other depiction of apocalypse. Right. Basically, and we, we assume the whole reason why he's time traveling is so he can recharge as himself. But in this mm-hmm. episode, it reveals this, his plans, which arguably make no sense at all. Uh, yeah, not even just arguably, like full it stop. Just, There's just no, there, this is just objective fact they make no sense. Like, we've been waiting this whole time to find out what Apocalypse's fucking plan was. Oh, okay, but it's like just standing and in front of a clock monologuing. Like, That's like, it's all... It's like a fucking PowerPoint presentation with a bunch of pictures of clocks and Apocalypse saying nothing for like 30 minutes. It's hilarious, but it's really bad. So we'll it, get there. Anyway, it was doesn't matter. Really... It's, it's bullshit. Apocalypse is completely bullshit. Anyone who's listened to this show probably even one time knows that Ryan and I don't care about Apocalypse. We never cared about him. <laughs> He's just such a boring fucking character. Magneto and Mr. Sinister are our faves and Apocalypse yeah. is our enemy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Magneto and Mr. Sinister have they their are time. Great in this. And that's the only reason this episode is any good is because right. we've been wondering this whole time why Magneto and Mr. Sinister would be working with Apocalypse on his plan, which we don't even know what it is. And they didn't, they've kind of revealed why Mr. Sinister was interested and I bought it and then in yep. this episode we finally find out Magdino's deal and I buy that too it makes perfect sense for him it does they actually did a good job with that they're all in character and that's really wonderful I am going to say listeners that I did this on your behalf but Maddie wrote down all the monologues for Apocalypse <laughs> and I've already asked her not to read them all so uh, not, not that it did her any them. good not that you I need li- to ask me I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking read them I just like I started writing them down and then I was like I may as well continue because I was just losing my mind slowly so I just was like I'm just gonna keep typing like as he talks but I, I'm not gonna read them because they're all complete no, garbage you don't need to but I will do I am gonna read what you sent me earlier because I think it perfectly <laughs> describes this episode in which Maddie says 50% of this episode is just apocalypse giving an LSD trip meets TED talk about the time and space continuum there <laughs> yep, you go that's exactly what he's doing so anyway I guess no. we have to describe the actual episode now. I don't. Okay, so I really don't know. I mean, like, I do know how we can, but it's this is a very trippy episode. And honestly, the animation is fantastic. If it there's is, anything yeah. we can talk about, it looks gorgeous. I mean, as we've said many times, whenever they do an LSD trip type of an episode, it always looks really cool. So, like, you know, for those of our listeners who enjoy partaking in recreational drugs, you know what to do when it comes to <laughs> watching this episode. You. But the rest of you are pretty much screwed here and you may as well just listen to us make fun of it and not ever actually watch it i wouldn't even recommend this entire four-parter like now that we're at the end of it i'm like you what why would you even watch the this? only thing that i would even watch of all four parts of it is the one where they introduce psylocke because i enjoyed that's that that's true and there are things about this particular episode that i also really enjoyed so i guess we can make our decision we can make our decision once we're done recapping the episode because that's what we always do so i don't know why i'm skipping right. ahead here anyway it's gonna give it to you let's go yeah uh, <laughs> so it starts <laughs> out with fucking bender who is this character not from futurama not from futurama but may as well be but he's he's not he's just some space janitor who's in the time-space continuum with the time traveler bishop who's been stuck there mysteriously this whole time so they're walking around this space like road and we've been calling it rainbow road and i'm gonna stick with that me too i'm also gonna point out that like last week we were asked who would want to fuck mary kill on uh the right. entire X-Men universe. And I say Cassandra Nova is the one we should kill. But honestly, after this episode, I was like, Jesus Bender. Christ, somebody kill Bender. <laughs> okay. It's really funny that Bishop keeps trying to kill him and failing. Like, Okay, but also like, no, it's more funny to me that Bishop keeps on trying to get information out of him as if it has worked at all up to this point. Okay. 
oh, we'll fucking get to it. But at the end of the episode, Bender finally reveals like important ass information that he apparently <laughs> had the whole time. Was just time. sitting on the whole fucking time. I know. Like, Fuck Bender. What is the purpose of this character? Okay, so this scene know. is irrelevant. It's Bender They're saying a walking. bunch of stupid shit. They're just walking around. For Bishop's lines, all I wrote was, please shut up, which Bishop is far too <laughs> polite to say in this show. And so then Bender's just like saying a weird poem about time or whatever and then he like picks there's a lot of that in this episode like out of nowhere like he pulls an hourglass out of his butt and then like the sands oh, yeah. of time pouring through the hourglass does the scene transition into ancient egypt okay we, uh, i i think you're doing your best to describe the animation know, here right? but it was really fucking trippy <laughs> animation it's already so. trippy so we didn't really explain this but in a previous episode, all of the X-Men and Cable traveled to ancient Egypt because they were trying to destroy this Lazarus chamber that we were describing where Apocalypse is recharging himself. Okay, but that's already doesn't make... No. Okay, but Cable's trying to go back to the beginning of when the Lazarus chamber was created, I guess, and destroy it like immediately but after it But it's like it already invented. created there. I know. So like, all, so like Apocalypse can work. still go back and use it? I don't know. I know, I know. Because and here's the thing. It's like, the, of course, if fucking wasn't the right, like that wouldn't have worked anyway because Apocalypse already took that into account because he had Mystique posing as himself. Yeah, so when so they that showed was up, what was revealed in the previous episode, the very end of it was that Apocalypse was lying in the chamber and Cable was like, "Great, we're gonna finally kill him," and then Apocalypse transformed into Mystique and. The I mean, real I apocalypse know. showed up, and then We're Mystique like, and Apocalypse fucking just knock out all the X Men and this leave. This is like and honestly like, sounds crazy. Why? Like all of this sounds crazy. I, I should all understand that this episode features Apocalypse and Mister Sinister and Mystique and Sabretooth and Magneto all running around and like. You Screaming. never know which one it's going to fucking be because Mr. Sinister and Mystique are also simultaneously turning into other people in the background. Yep. Like, for shits and giggles. Like, there's a scene where, like, Mystique turns into somebody for no real good reason. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, what... <laughs> It's just like a villain off, basically. Where like everybody's I mean, like voguing and like walking yeah. up and down the catwalk and being like, "I'm cooler, I'm cooler." All than the you. fucking uh, <laughs> nasty boys are there too, yes. and they're like running around with Mister Sinister, and he's like, "Let's go!" And they're all like jumping into holes together. Like, I don't know. Apparently, they're now all friends again, and there's like no mention of the fact that they were mad at him before. Like just somehow in the background, they all Mister Sinister does take the time to be like. <laughs> Rockus, you can use your mouth. And I was like, here we go again. All right, let's keep moving. We have been skipping around like crazily because this episode is I mean, insane. Will it make any more sense if we read it in any kind of no, like. No, it won't. So, anyway, okay. we're in the pyramid, which also looks like Castle Grayskull, which has the stupid Lazarus <laughs> chamber inside of it. And then the Amrishalgol. Yeah, we see the X-Men waking up in the chamber and Warren starts screaming at Cable and he's like, Apocalypse knew your stupid plan before we even made our first move. And Cable's, hey, Cable's like, just like, shut maybe. your mouth. Or no, Cable's just like, shut your mouth or I'm going to shove my dick in it. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, get out of here because this health spa's history. And then he throws a grenade <laughs> into the middle of the room and everyone has to immediately run. Like, he doesn't even fucking warn anyone. He just immediately throws down a grenade and is like, if you guys don't want to die, you better get the fuck out of here and just I mean, leaves. okay, also, by the way, Gambit is here in the background, no lines, and we never see him again. I know, he's just gone. I'm okay. kind of glad this was not the end of the series because, like, that sucks for, like, Jubilee also, and Gambit like, and Rogue, Rogue and like, Storm are just, like, to do standing there. They are oh. gone for the entire rest of the episode. All of our faves. So then they all get back onto the ship, which is Grey Malkin, which is, like, the time It looks like ship. a Metroid. It does. It looks like it's shaped like a Metroid. And Beast is like, 
we must assume that Apocalypse went back to the same place in time as the kidnapped psychics. And Warren's like, great, we're fucked. And Beast is like, not entirely. <laughs> Professor Xavier knew there was a danger of his capture and he wore a pulse generator. So basically he's got like this homing beacon on him. And so then Cable is like, great, let's go find him. And then we cut over to Apocalypse monologuing. So he's in this fucking ass He's in this planet in Rainbow Road area, basically, <laughs> where he's like on this metal planet, like by himself. Well, not completely by himself because he's got every other villain there and he's talking to no one. I wrote it down. None of it matters. I'm not going to read it. No one cares. Thank you. I I am so appreciative of that right now. I just like I watched it and I was like, I wasn't even paying attention to anything he said because honestly, he's it made no sense. He's about all the psychics he kidnapped and how they're yeah. the greatest power in existence. That's all you have to know. It's also never really going to be explained. So don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, back at the X mansion, Cable has landed Gray Malkin like right outside the mansion and Beast is inside the mansion on Cerebro and they're communicating between Gray Malkin and Cerebro to figure out where Professor X is. By the way, Cerebro, the has a voice here which yeah, i was which not is expecting xavier's voice remember how they do that every now and they show? do and i always forget that it's weird it's in, so weird because yeah. i'm always i always think xavier is suddenly there because it's the same voice actor and every time it confuses me but in this yeah. case xavier's kidnapped so like he definitely isn't the okay, one wait, talking. Wait, wait, it's really funny because the rebro said like He's like, I have located Xavier. He exists outside of time. And yes. Beast is like, well, that makes sense. And everyone's like, that makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> okay, and as soon as the computer says that, Cable immediately teleports back in time. Like, immediate, without even waiting for anybody. He, I know, because like, Beast turns around and he's like, so what do you think, Cable? And he just sees, like, the ship taking off, which and Cable ran like, real Cable? fucking... Cable and like Cable's just gone. It's that, that line, they were both standing there. That line was maybe like ten seconds long, and Cable apparently like ran fast enough to okay, get out of no. the sub basement of the X Mansion and outside into the ship. Unless no, he has teleportation. That, okay, that confused me too. But I watched the scene again, and Cable and Beast are never in the same room. Cable's just in the ship the entire time. They're like talking oh. on their fucking cell phones or something, and like I know. Well, that makes more sense. I kind of. But it's not really explained. I mean, it explains how he got there as quickly. He just didn't move. He was in yeah, a ship. Exactly. So, like, meanwhile, back on the axis of time, which is the stupid planet where Apocalypse is, he, oh he my has God. this big yellow sphere that he's, like, carrying around now. And he's, Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And he's like, now it begins. And then suddenly there's a cut over to Wolverine, who's been kidnapped, and that's suddenly revealed that that's happened. Which I was I like, know. what? I don't know. Wolverine just goes, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. And so then Gene's tube, so all the psychics are in these like clear tubes, yeah. like Xavier, Gene, everybody, and Gene's tube gets taken away and it's like floating up off the They're ground. They're like getting sucked into a hole in the ceiling. Like, I don't fucking I, know. I don't care. And so then Wolverine is screaming and he's like, what are you doing to her, you pile of dog puke? Which is like a very <laughs> uncreative insult that like I laughed at because I was like, oh, Logan's really Dear child, it's okay. You can't think of a good insult. And Apocalypse is all like, soon you'll wish you had not leapt through the portal after your professor i've let you live to let you witness the obliteration of all you hold dear and i just was like i don't fucking care about it okay but no basically what apocalypse is now saying he's like killing people did not bring me enough joy so now i have to end time itself and it's like i have to kill time it's like okay thanks but it's also like he had to sexually tie up wolverine in chains and like make wolverine watch him while he was doing that which like okay dude fair enough i I mean i don't know what's happening there but we can keep moving because then we go back to bishop who's arguing with bender right yes and bishop and bender are both looking in the distance at this weird shit that's happening on that planet and like the psychics like 
floating up out of it and stuff like that. And Bishop is like, just when I thought this place couldn't get any weirder. And then Bender says some shit I didn't write down. And (laughs) it's it's just annoying. And eventually Bishop just starts trying to shoot him. But Bender has teleportation abilities in this time plane. And so he just keeps teleporting. I I was actually, it was funny because I had just written a note at that time where I was like, just kill this dude, Bishop. And then two seconds later, he tries. I was like, thank you. I know. So. And at one point, Bender goes, he's stealing time. And Bishop goes, stealing time? But, like, Bender still doesn't reveal what the fuck is going on. Not until later. No, of course he doesn't. And so then, back over to Apocalypse, who's He's holding the fucking floating ball. Now shit gets fucking crazy. And it's yeah, like... Yeah, so Apo- Magneto shows up at this point. It's like, Magneto's like, wait, can you fucking explain any of this? Because you said you were going to. And, like, <laughs> and Apocalypse, Apocalypse is like, this is the fucking TED Talk. This entire scene is so long. And it's I don't know. All I wrote down was what the actual fuck is happening. This makes no sense. I wrote down everything Apocalypse said, but once again, I don't want to read any of it. Well, okay, the gist of it is that, like, he's standing in front of a giant clock that's, like, changing colors and moving slowly and showing his reflection. And and like, a planet circling and, like, a billion trippy visuals. Which is actually great to look at, but then... Oh, yeah, but the monologue makes no sense. So, Apocalypse is talking and it kind of ruins it, so... Yeah, so, like, one of his lines that's, like, sort of interesting, just because we could talk about it in politics, is that he talks about the idea of a balance of power between good and evil, and he blames that for being the reason for why he can't defeat the x-men or can't be defeated because he's basically suggesting that like there always has to be some sort of unopposed evil in the world and some unopposed good force and he's like that's why i can't ever win but if i could control time then i could finally win and also i could create a new version of the universe where i rule over everything i mean that's really kind of a stretch dude but okay yeah, like i don't even buy what he's saying about good and evil first of all but it's a concept that was introduced by beast in the previous episode and i was like i can't tell if the show is saying that this is real or if like this is just something that multiple characters think is real or what, but like, I don't really get it. And it doesn't, it's like kind of religious in a way. It's weird. You know what I mean? It is very strange. There will always be this form of evil that can never be destroyed. And also this form of good. It's like, what are you even talking I, I about? Mean, I, well, he does tend to spew off a bunch of religious texts, so I'm yeah, not surprised he, he, about that. That's true. He does have like this God complex. And even his goal here, where he's like, I want to completely remake the universe and rule over it, is this God complex thing that, that Apocalypse does. So like, whatever. S- the part that makes no sense is that he says that in order to do that, he has to harness the power of all these psychics he's kidnapped. Because the mind can transcend time or something? Yes. That's what he says. He's like, because some psychics can see the future, that means that psychics have the power to destroy time, essentially. And and as he says that, by the way, that giant clock he's standing in front of just shatters in slow motion to like a million pieces. It's trippy as fuck. I mean, it's great. Honestly, if you want to just take, I don't know, like, Watch Mushrooms. this. No, <laughs> that. Or if you want to just like turn the sound off of this episode and just blast yeah, Genesis's just Land of Confusion. There you go. Yeah, honestly, like you could make some really fun FMVs I like using I, I, this if, footage. If YouTube would allow me to use actual music, I would absolutely do that and put it up on the YouTube channel. Just do the different variants of it, but it won't pass on YouTube. So I'm sorry. You guys could take it up with YouTube. <laughs> Anyway, Magneto is like, this is all completely fucking stupid. 
and yeah. I hate this. And uh, yeah, Eddie's like, you lied to you me, Apocalypse. You said lied that you to me. You spoke of creating an alternate future in which mutants would rule as I have always dreamed. And Apocalypse was like, you were fool enough to believe me. Strike him down, my horsemen. And then the horsemen show up and try okay, to grab Okay, but this is fucking amazing, which like the horsemen show up and like the horsemen. They're made of metal, so like it's dumb as shit. Yeah, Magneto just like just, just like Apocalypse goes to attack them, and like Magneto just starts beating the shit out of Apocalypse, and I'm kind of like, why didn't we do this before? It. Why yeah. didn't we do this before? Like, Magneto just immediately throws him at a wall, and he's like, I call no one master, especially not one who would destroy the innocent along with the guilty. And oh I was, my like, god, it's like alone in my apartment. Like, thank thank you, Mag- god. Magneto. Was, Magneto was uh, Magneto is right. He's always he right. right. We love he Magneto. An icon. And Apocalypse like makes himself super big and he's like, spare me your petty judgments. And then like, doesn't, doesn't his horseman show up? But then like the horseman turns out to be Mystique for no real reason. Yes. Like Mystique's yeah. just like, yeah. I felt like being with the horseman right now, but I'm also not going to attack you. And now that I've turned into myself, I'm going to pull out this tiny gun and shoot it at you, <laughs> even though you're immortal. It's like, thanks Mystique. Thanks for showing yeah. up. I mean, it's Mystique backing up Magneto, basically. And it's the two of them essentially revealing that it had been a long con where they were just, like, not actually working for Apocalypse <laughs> I at mean, all. Which is honestly... Which I appreciate it. I, I do, like, and it's, yeah. in, it's on, in character for the both of them, honestly. So but there we go. it didn't really make any sense as to why they helped kidnap Psylocke, though. Like, they basically just did I that mean, to, to, like, go along with the plan, I guess, and, like, fake it. Okay, wait, wait, but I I wrote, I like my next note that says, oh shit, the four horsemen are here, JK, they left. Yeah, yeah, okay, so Magneto throws Apocalypse through a wall, and the horsemen go after him to retrieve him, that's what happens, and then Mr. Sinister walks in. Just like calmly walks through the room, he's like, tisk, tisk, you've been very naughty. Okay, that's literally his line, That was not one of the Ryan lines where I've turned it into like something, some alternate sexual version. Once again, Mr. Sinister, I don't need to make up his lines. Yep. And Magneto goes, hear me, Sinister. I expected Apocalypse was using us. I planned to destroy him once I learned the nature of his power. I was going to use that power to build the future I've always dreamed of. Now, if you wish to live, show me how to stop what Apocalypse has started. And Mr. Sinister is like, no. (laughs) I knew Apocalypse's plan all along. Being a part of recreating existence appealed to me, and betraying Apocalypse is truly a fool's game. And I was, like, enjoying this, because I was like, fucking finally, there's any politics at all on this show. Like, <laughs> Well, okay, there have been on this show, but not in these four episodes. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, these four episodes haven't revealed anyone's motivations. No one is acting like themselves. Like, finally, I was like, okay, Here, I understand like, finally. what's going on. And so then the horsemen carry Apocalypse back into the room, and Apocalypse is like, you can't stop me, bitch. The psychics are in place. <laughs> Sinister, destroy everyone. And Sinister's like, with, with pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then Vertigo bad. starts shooting at them. And there's a huge fight scene. And Mystique is like, we are two people and we can't fucking handle this. And Magneto's like, you're right. We got to go get Wolverine and the psychics. And so they run off. And Mystique holds them off with her tiny guns. I don't know. She, she's like, she's like, like, you get ahead. I'll stop them. And I'm and like, yeah, Mystique, like, what you, are you, you going to do? Somehow I mean, honestly, works. she should have shifted into Apocalypse and given them new orders. That's probably what ended up happening. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. That would have been a cool scene to see. So Magneto runs up to Wolverine and he's like, Apocalypse is going to obliterate existence. You must help me stop him. And Logan goes, are you talking to me? Which is a really funny line. I know. Wolverine's just like, what is happening right now? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And Magneto breaks his chains and Wolverine's like, hey, you ain't kidding. 
hold him off. I'm busting the psychics out. And Magneto fights everybody. And then this is where Ruckus shows up and Sinister is like, Ruckus <laughs> has a way with words, does he not? And it's like very yeah, sensual. It's like he's like, he's just like, look at his mouth, everyone. And like, Ruckus is all like, <laughs> listen to that dirty talk. Oh, <laughs> okay, hold on, wait, hold on. Is that what he screamed? I think that's later. I don't know. There's a point where he screams. Oh, no, it is this. Ruckus screams yeah. and basically takes out the whole ceiling because he's yeah. screaming. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then Cable's Cable fucking there. Up and Logan's like, oh, my boyfriend's here. And then Cable exits the ship and just goes, where am I? Which I laughed really hard at because, like, okay. Cable Wait. never knows what the fuck is going on. And just, I like, don't know. He just showed up. Left the X-Mansion in two seconds, like, didn't even wait to find out what was going How on. How did he and get there? Well, he time traveled there, I guess, but, using the home right. beacon. Oh, that's on right, Professor because the Gray Malkin could time travel. I keep but forgetting about that. He didn't even stop and be like, "Hey, Beast, like, give me more information about where I'm going." He just immediately left because it's Cable, which is really funny. <laughs> okay, wait, but don't worry. We're gonna smash cut to like all this crazy shit in which we yeah. get a shot of like Gene floating around in space, screaming, "Professor, what's happening?" <laughs> we don't even see Xavier. We hear Xavier like, "I do not understand." And then it's like suddenly we see a shot of New York City like shaking violently, and then it goes to the X Men, and they're all just standing there and be like, "What the fuck's happening?" But then they all like fucking Disappear. dust away. They like they dust away like fucking like Thanos, and then like it goes back to the Rainbow Road, and you and like fucking Apocalypse is like talking to like all these like mirrors that are showing different episodes of the x-men floating by and he's like <laughs> and he's like i'm destroying all of these i hated all these episodes and I'm getting yeah i know them. the fucking bender the fucking he flies into the room he's like apocalypse is unraveling the space-time continuum and i was like okay hold on what just what? happened okay bishop is like doing the same fucking shit where he's like apocalypse what are you even saying and bender's like oh <laughs> he's just screwing around with everything and bishop's like how do you know this and why didn't you tell me anything and bender is like i built this place it was so long ago i forgot it all goes in one ear and out the other anyway i take care of things i'm the custodial engineer and he just like says a bunch of fucking shit like, yeah he like opens up a, like a little fucking door in the rainbow road and dust dust into it he goes i guess really dust in here after like four million years yeah, and we're like okay and Bishop is like can you just tell me what the fuck is going on finally and like takes out his gun and then bishop is like <laughs> looking at the ring like bishop basically figures it out by himself he looks at the ring of the psychics that's like twirling around the planet it's like Sa- I, wait, I, what's really funny is that bishop goes wait a second that wasn't there before so like did it all appear and he just didn't notice for like several hours and was just I mean, standing I there guess. looking at it and then he's like wait a second now that i look at this with my <laughs> eyeballs i noticed that there's something different there we're like bishop okay but also his solution is to shoot at it and also that's that's his only solution to, to anything so he shoots at it okay and it but shatters let, let, it shatters the thing that psylocke is in and luckily she doesn't die because he just <laughs> shot at her and she falls and she like falls 50 stories ground. yeah she falls like through the universe down at bishop's feet <laughs> and then what's even crazier is bishop knows her which why oh, i was wondering about that too and i think that's just a storyboarding error in which like the i think since I think they, they have just four different didn't people want to explain who she was to him so they were just like what if they already know each other who no i don't cares? think that was it i think they just forgot that he wasn't part of that situation where they had met cycloc because i think they were probably producing all four episodes at the same time I so mean, maybe or maybe it's supposed to be like bishop was watching all of that on those screens before so he does know who she is 
Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Anyway, he screams Psylocke, and then he goes, what's going on? And Psylocke also isn't surprised to see him either, and she's like, the others, you must free them. And then, like, the portals start showing back up, because now the psychic chain has been broken. Well, okay, but let's let's point out that Bishop shot maybe 25 times at the capsules and only hit one. I know, I know! Which it's- is, like... It's classic Bishop. I he, he's a classic. Ter- I mean, honestly, he's been he's standing in front so of Bender this whole though. time, shooting at him, and, and Bender's just like stepped aside each time, and Bishop is like, "I don't know why I can't." Shoot. It, it <laughs> might just be that you're a terrible shot, dude. It's really funny. But so then, because he managed to break the chain by breaking Psylocke's portal thingy or whatever, her glass cage, yeah, it somehow started to destroy everything, and inside the axis of time. Apocalypse is screaming that the Axis is returning to normal and like somebody's out there causing problems. And so he leaves and sees Bishop and Psylocke down there. And then Bishop is like four against one, huh? I like the odds, which is wrong. Which, okay, okay. Apocalypse has the four horsemen, so that's five. So that's five. five. Also, okay, Bishop also, has Psylocke, so that's two. So he's wrong on both counts. <laughs> and also, honestly, Bishop's like four against one. I like the odds as if he's going to win. And my yeah, comment was, I, I know it's just like, wrong. okay, the odds are wrong. And also, I'm just like, maybe you shouldn't be liking those odds, Bishop, because yeah, you also kind of suck. Like, you're not a good shot. Like, you just spent the whole past four episodes missing with your gun. Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's absurd. So anyway, over to Sinister and the Nasty Boys. Okay, who's just, like, on the ground sexually in front of Wolverine, which I yeah. assume they've been fighting this whole time. But he's yeah. just, his legs are sprawled open, and Wolverine's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm like, what are we walking in on? Yeah, it's them fucking, basically. I mean, and Mr. Sinister- Sinister's, like, on the ground being like, no, oh no, Wolverine, please don't fuck me. Oh no, I'm falling over. It's like, okay. And Wolverine is like, one of you jerks is going to get Gene and Xavier out of those cylinders. And then Wolverine like leaps on top of Sinister, like sexually. And again, then Sinister again. accidentally shoots a beam up at that stupid yellow orb that Apocalypse put into the ceiling earlier. And as soon as it, it hits the orb, Sinister starts losing his shit. And he's like, that orb controlled the psychics. You don't know what you've done. And Wolverine's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. But then he immediately falls down because the entire building oh, yeah, starts I to know. shake. It's like, it's a fucking... Really funny. But the, everything's shaking, and then it cuts back to the X Mansion. We see everybody, everybody reappear. Just beams back into existence again. Basically, we like watched Infinity War and Endgame in like five minutes. Two seconds? Yeah, complete yeah. with all the fucking time travel, apparently. Seriously. <laughs> and so then the cylinders. Did disappear. they also go? <laughs> did they also do what like fucking Fox they went did? And they, time, were, they all met their dads. No, they just went and watched these three up these four episodes of X Men the animated series, and then it's like, let's make an Avengers film about that. I mean, for all we know, they did. So then the cylinders that the psychics were in all disappear, and the psychics, like, slowly fall to the ground, and Apocalypse just starts screaming, and the <laughs> senator goes to a control panel and, like, quickly makes a portal and throws himself and the nasty boys into it, and Cable's like, they're getting away, and Logan's like, I don't actually care. I'm just gonna yeah. go find the people that I give a shit about, and you can go fight Apocalypse. Like, let's not pretend that we care about Mr. Sinister. Well, it's funny, because, like, Wolverine's like, don't worry about them. I'm gonna find Apocalypse, but Apocalypse is just standing there, and he's just shooting cable and he goes i am apocalypse no he doesn't say that but he may as well at that point (laughs) yeah so cable and apocalypse are fighting and apocalypse is like you've traveled through centuries to stop me and cable's like guess i'm a slow learner and then like somersaults around i don't know this fight scene's boring and so then magneto and mystique are like in a crumbling building 
I know. So now the building is crumbling into a bunch of like little individual meteors that are like floating around Rainbow Road, essentially. And like different characters are on different meteors and like gravity somehow still kind of works. By the way, this this is also a trippy scene and you're doing your best job trying to describe it. But also like there's like a yellow light that's just like flashing in the background. Yeah, it looks really cool. And so then Cable shoots at this rock that has the horseman on it and Apocalypse screams some stuff. And Magneto's like, I'm going to go after that guy. And then Apocalypse like immediately shoots Magneto who falls. Oh my God. And then Logan catches him in like a princess carry and it's super gay. And Wolverine's like, ooh, look who I'm saving. You'd think I was Xavier, which is like the most gay that this episode's gotten so far, really. And then Logan runs up to Apocalypse and is like, come on, Mr. Change the Universe. Let's see if you can handle just one X-Man. And Apocalypse immediately knocks Logan down in, like, one hit. And then Magneto saves him and is like, look who I'm saving. You I think know. I were an X-Man. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what? I, I don't know. But Why I are do they like, just, like, falling into each other's arms sexually? I, and I don't like, know. But I do appreciate the loaded comment from Wolverine when he was saying that. He's like, you would think I'm Xavier. Which is, like, kind of mocking fun. the fact that Xavier keeps on not killing Magneto. But also that, like, he's dating Magneto. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah I do and so then all of a sudden Magneto starts being like I'm losing my powers because now Apocalypse suddenly has the power to do that apparently and is like shooting some sort of green beam at him that does that <laughs> and Apocalypse is like I've spent a thousand lifetimes here and I've mastered everything and then Bishop just shoots him and it's which is actually kind of great and I, I wrote it down as Bishop finally shoots someone yeah <laughs> and Cable just goes, good timing, Bishop. And then Psylocke is just like sitting there doing jack shit. And then Apocalypse is like, I'm immortal. That didn't work. And Xavier shows up and fucking does some shit. And there's like Apocalypse. Well, he shows up with all the psychics yeah. that have no lines. They're all just floating there. And, yeah, you know, like cameos of like a bunch of other psychic characters. Yeah, seriously, we casually have Rachel Summers here, you know. Yeah, casually. And there's like a bunch of other characters. I didn't write them all down. that are just no. like there. And then Xavier's like apocalypse time and thought are one that's why now that we're free our power here is greater than yours which like i don't know what the fuck uh, that whatever means. and xavier and like they just use all the fucking like psychic they use powers. All the powers to like force apocalypse out of the axis of time and xavier's uh, well, like Xavier's- outside the axis with your lazarus chamber gone you'll simply cease to exist and i was like i'm pretty sure that's not true but fine i think uh, i like the idea that xavier just accidentally created the age of apocalypse but you know what else is new xavier yeah basically, thanks for your help so they send him outside of time. There's a bunch of trippy visuals. And then we cut over to fucking Bender, who's like, leaving so soon and such a mess. And then he turns himself into a completely other character named Immortus and then disappears into nothingness. Who is basically Kane the Conqueror, but like also Nicholas Richards. Is that his name? Hold on, let me just I mean, put that I mean, the show doesn't it's... say who he is, doesn't say who Immortus is, doesn't explain anything at all. And then the scene ends. Like uh, okay, what? so oh, so did I say Nicholas? I meant Nathaniel Richards. Holy shit! I, I was like blanking there. But can I also just say that well, we thought about doing a character spotlight, and I looked at Immortus for a t- like a hot two seconds. But it's like, who cares? <laughs> it, well, it's just it's like first of all, he's an Avengers character, but also like Kane the Conqueror and Immortus are like the same fucking character. And yeah. then also sometimes like that character is also just himself. Where he's just like Nathaniel Richards, and but also I, I don't know. I I mean, I this like, is weird because he's never Bender. Like that's a character they invented no, for this. show. That's something they invented for the show. But also, why was he there just fucking with Bishop? Like the, I don't know. I don't you know. know what? 
I, I don't, don't. I do not like that no. character. I'm sure that Kane the Conqueror is like the next villain we're going to see in the Avengers MCU films. But probably, like, and it's probably I, all going to be based on this episode. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, you know, it's, it, I don't, I don't know, probably. I mean, they, they seem to, well, no, that's not true. MC actually does like some kind of research, so. Yeah, they do. So who knows? Anyway, the episode is not yet over, sadly. No, it's not. So there's this weird shot of all these ruined buildings, which I don't even think it's the X-Mansion. It's just like buildings. And I was like, I don't know why these buildings are so fucked up, but all the X-Men are there and like running around and being like, oh my God, we're all okay. And like Shard runs up and hugs her brother Bishop, who's like there somehow. I don't know where they all ended up, but they're all there and they yeah. hug each other and then warren sees psylocke and he just goes i wish i'd been there to help i don't know why but i was concerned about you and i laughed really hard i mean too it's like it's like, like such I, a backhanded compliment where he's like i don't know why because i fucking hate you bitch but i was worried and psylocke just also i'm super fucking gay <laughs> And Silex stares at him and says nothing which like is so funny to me i mean that's honestly who Psylocke is as it's a person so i'm great. thankful for that and then and then it cuts over to cyclops Jean. and Jean, who are like hardcore making out okay Jean is still wearing her entire wedding dress and veil like it's absurd that she's been wearing that the entire time like i don't know it's so dumb to me it's like peak damsel in distress shit right here and she's it like, really is i was so afraid i'd never see you again we don't seem to have much luck with honeymoons do we and then we cut over to xavier and magneto who are the only couple that matters who also are hardcore making out i wish yeah i mean it basically <laughs> is Xavier's like trying to proposition Magneto here. He's like, we have accomplished a great victory this day. Did it feel so odd, Magnus, working together? And Magneto just like stares at him for a second. And then he's like, no, "No, Charles, perhaps if we could start the world over, it would be possible again, which is basically like you fucked up so many times that I'm not going to get back together. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. And it's kind of amazing. Reset absolutely everything and live in a completely other universe. Yeah, we could date. Maybe. (laughs) which is like incredible i know i mean i love magneto he's He's amazing and so then beast and cable are talking and beast is like you've destroyed what you consider the incarnation of evil do you think the world has been changed by the way i think it's an interesting situation which like cable and beast are having a conversation because now they're friends i know so then cable's like right now beast I don't really care. I just want to go home, which is also funny. It <laughs> like, doesn't make any sense. And like, it ends with Cable getting onto the Grey Malkin and he's like, I'm going to go see my son. And like, he just which, tears like, off into what? space and disappears. What? And I was like, and I'm like, didn't you just alter the timeline? Is your son even alive? Like, yeah. Like, wh- where is your son? Where, where are you are going? You going? <laughs> we're never going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's credits and then it's the end forever. I, and I was like, and all I wrote was like, thank God we're over those four parts of bullshit. Like, oh my God. Those like, episodes were not good. What? Season four has been like, killing me. Oh my God. The first three seasons were great. And season four just does not hold up. It doesn't work. And I'm sad about it. I think part of the problem is like all the crazy fucking production shit they had to go through at the end of season three. Because you know how some of season four wound up at season season three yes. and the season four was like completely out of order. And they also thought the show was ending. And then they were like, oh, also make another season. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got to finish reading that book. I keep forgetting to that read the really last That really sounds like a it. production nightmare, honestly. I want to check out the the final production issues that the show had so that I can talk about them on the show. Um, And I'll, I'll, I'll finish reading that book and let you guys know. Someday, and someday. At some point. I just, you know how it is. Time. What even is it? I mean, you could just the go back in time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we could talk about politics. There isn't that much, but there's anything at all. 
just love Magneto so much. And this episode was Me too. just a Like, reminder. in general, I love Magneto. I It didn't really make any logical sense that Magneto was pulling a long con and fucking over Apocalypse, but I loved it so much because I, I'd completely forgotten that that happened. Even though watching the stupid sci- psychics in the cylinders, I actually did remember that part. And I was like, I've definitely seen this before. I just forgot about all this shit. But, like... The Magneto heel turn, I just really enjoyed watching, especially after in the previous episodes, I was screaming for hours about how Magneto would never work with Apocalypse and this made I no know, sense. I agree. And Mystique, we talked about Mystique and we were like, why are why is Mystique working for Apocalypse? It doesn't make any sense for her either. And like, that's finally been answered. Sabretooth right. is not even in this episode, but like, he's, he's a dumbass. So like, that's fine. Mystique and Magneto both turning on Apocalypse was very narratively satisfying. I liked his line about how he would never like harm the innocent along with the guilty because basically what that means is that he's like, I'm happy to kill all the fucking bigots out there. Like I'll fucking kill yeah. humans. Like I don't give a shit about hurting the guilty. Like I will kill them. Yeah, but I'm not going to kill innocent people. I'm not going to do it. And like, I don't know. It's respectable. I like. I mean, like Magneto's like Magneto's basically like all these people that are straight up like torturing and murdering people. Yeah, I'll kill yeah, them. But yeah, if they're ahead. if you're a good person, you can fucking stick around. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I respect that. <laughs> I know, but Apocalypse is less like, yeah, fuck your world. We're gonna kill everyone. Magneto's like, mm, no, no, not really. That's not yeah. what my end goal here is has ever been. Yeah, and I also like his little joke about how he's like, if I'm saving Wolverine, I guess I'm part of the X Men, which is like cute and sort of him making fun of himself for like not agreeing with well but also like a nice joke from x-men the animated series pointing out that magneto does regularly join the x-men and leave them and also that xavier regularly saves magneto and they have this like weird relationship where that keeps happening and it's really fun to have another moment where magneto actually does side with the x-men on something and like helps continue to illustrate the kind of character that he is where ultimately he's about mutant rights and i don't know it was just really cool to see that version of magneto again and to see Mystique getting to be badass for like two seconds, but like she's barely in the episode. I know, but and I, I love that perspective too, where he was just was like, yeah, I really want to create a world that's like really great for everyone and just like nobody has to fucking fight anymore and everyone can like stop being assholes and live peacefully. And Apocalypse is like, that doesn't sound interesting. Let's kill time <laughs> itself. And Magneto's <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. Like, uh huh. I also enjoyed Sinister. Like, we already knew his motivation was basically him being out for himself and being like, yeah. as soon as Apocalypse's plan doesn't apply to me and my weird fetishes anymore, I'm going to bounce. I but mean, like, I, as long as my shit gets catered to, I'm going to stick around, which I was like, that also feels very on brand for you. I mean, the, I everybody seemed that. in character, even clu- including Psylocke just staring, no, also including <laughs> Psylocke just staring at Warren's bullshit. I loved that too. I really liked a lot of parts of this episode. And Bishop's like, and Bishop's like an idiot in this. Still, he's still missing. Cable's still like running around being grumpy for no reason. Like he won, and he's still like, I don't fucking care about anyone. And we're and like, he's like, okay, showing up places, being like, where the fuck am I now? And it's like, Cable, you flew here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you literally <laughs> put in your time machine a date in time and location. What do you mean, where am I? <laughs> It's hilarious. It's just really, really funny. Um, so like, I almost like this episode because of these things. Well, you know what? But- the thing is that like, okay, so here's the deal: is that these this is a four parter, and 
I know. A lot of these episodes do not stand well on their own, but there's a lot of great concepts in here that would work. And it's it really could have been a two-parter and like condensed all that storytelling. I you know. know what I mean? It could have easily been a two-parter. It did not yeah. need to be like that third episode did not need to be there. Nothing Dude. happened in that episode. Okay. Okay. Remember, like for two seconds in this episode, they showed Lalandra, like just for no reason. They showed her for like Yeah, she's the, just standing there gasping, and that's pretty much where it. They were just like, okay, remember how the Shi'ar Empire also exists? They're involved somehow and i was like no they're fucking not they're like, in space like, why are they in this episode like I don't why know. why were they even in the four-parter like none of that needed to be there at all i don't know it's really silly i'm just and i'm just glad that it is over and like i'm looking too. forward to watching more of x-men the animated series even though i know it kind of goes downhill what well, it has been well, for most of the season cool but coming up we've got the two-parter sanctuary which are going to be a couple of magneto episodes that hopefully will be enjoyable we have xavier remembers whatever the fuck that's gonna be and we oh have, my god that's him versus the shadow king yes and then we have like some racist asian shit that we need to watch with wolverine at some point and then i think that's it <laughs> i forgot about that and then that's it for season four i think i think those are the remaining eps of okay. this and then we'll be on to season five which we already know is going to be a total shit show so wish us and luck everybody before we even do that we're gonna watch the generation x movie oh yeah that's gonna be really i'm fun. really excited about that so uh so there's no character spotlight this week do by we the way do you want to rate the episode or sure i'm gonna give it like well i'll give it like two out of five x's it's not quite a one but it's like it's pretty to watch okay i'll give it like a five if you like you want to give it five out of five x's for like for the visuals, visuals. yeah like if you want to get really fucking stoned or fucked up and like want to watch this episode go for it or like put it on in the background with the sound off like during a party like a 90s party you could do that. <laughs> yeah, no, a 90s theme party with the you X-Men. You want to live life like me and Ryan? We've definitely never done that X-Men before. X-Men parties where you just leave episodes on in the background for the entire party? I don't think party. we've ever been like, I think we had X-Men parties in the 90s, but I don't think we visited and it had been like, we're doing a 90s X-Men party. Although we did do an <gasps> 80s X-Men party. Why haven't we done that? We need to have know. a 90s X-Men party, we did, an, we did an 80s X-Men party, which was going to be great, except none of us dressed up because for some reason it was April and also 99 degrees outside. So we were Wait, like, yeah, really? we're... I don't even remember there being an 80s X-Men party. Okay, it was for X-Men Apocalypse, and we had an 80s X-Men party. Remember, like, we geared it all up, and then, like, the day of it, I sent a message out. I tried to dress kind of 80s. We did, but I sent sent a message being like, it's a million degrees, don't wear 80s clothing if you don't want to. And all of us just wore, like, tank tops. Yeah. That was it. I kind of remember that. Anyway, that was a great fucking story. Anyway, Uh, it doesn't matter. The point is... I'm going to give this 2.5 out of 5 X's because I stand by what I said. It's 50% great stuff. And then the other 50% is the LSD trip and the Ted talk by apocalypse about fucking time. And I don't care about that shit at all. I don't either. I, nobody cares. Nobody Nobody cares. And and his plan makes no sense. Like we said, it, but what the fuck was he even saying? I think think the writers on the show didn't know quite how to write for Apocalypse, which is, in their defense, really hard because, like, I mean, if you were... Okay, so if I was to write an X-Men TV series or whatever, like, say, like, Marvel's like, hey, Ryan, please write the script for, like, a Netflix or a streaming show for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I'd be able to do it really well, but even I would be like, what the fuck am I going to write for Apocalypse? I would probably, like, make it super campy and just have them recite a bunch of bullshit. But also, like, they tried to do that already with X-Men Apocalypse, the movie, which is a terrible movie, by the way. I know, in which you recited Apocalypse all the same sucks. lines. And we're just like, what? 
this is not fun or interesting like, to watch. People like, are like blaming Oscar Isaac for that and being like, it's because he was wearing too much makeup or blah, blah. And I'm like, no, Apocalypse is a shitty character. It's not, <laughs> it's not the actor's fault. I don't even know if it's the writer's it's, fault. You know, what's actually really interesting is that Apocalypse could be an interesting character if they just changed his motivations just a little to bit. Anything. But they like, to nobody anything. is willing to do that. And it's been like decades of them writing him. And it's like, I don't know. They've managed to get really interesting characters for they've written they've written so many interesting characters for the x-men universe all these years and they've even come up with like original ones like the interpretation of striker and stuff is like totally different in the movies but it's still interesting and cool and he has his own motivations like they've certainly come up with ways to change but like apocalypse like is just not like it doesn't work interesting and you know what's you know what's gonna suck is that when we get to x-men evolution we finish out that series it also ends with like the last two or three episodes like it builds up to an apocalypse thing and it just falls flat again i think because apocalypse is he's like the superman like it's like the whole gravitational pull of the universe pulls towards him because it's like he's so powerful he has to be the final boss he's just a fucking planet he's fucking galactus dude okay also apocalypse he shows up at the end of wolverine the x-men like because once when they fi- finish fighting off like the Sentinel universe, they, right. they're like, uh, they're like Xavier's well, like, we'll uh, it's still broken, and now Mister Sinister and Apocalypse are here, and it's like yeah. these I shows mean, just end with Apocalypse, and like, which is really ironic because his name is Apocalypse, and yeah, the show well, ends. Yeah, it makes actually a lot of sense. Like, also nobody fucking cares about Apocalypse, so the end. Well, if you like Apocalypse, I'm sorry. Just, like the character that's there before the closing credits. You know, I will say shout out to Soren's email last week or whatever week it was about Apocalypse Innovations. I did really like that email and it, it sort of helped me contextualize like some of yeah, these dumb I monologues agree. more. I, ca- I kind of like the idea. Like the character. Maybe if Soren was writing Apocalypse, I'd like him more. I don't know. Well, okay, so like- if, okay, I liked the idea <laughs> that Soren had basically, he didn't say this, but this is kind of my interpretation of the email he sent me. I was like, it's like, okay, let's do like the Jesus Christ story if Jesus Christ was evil. You yeah, know, like yeah. that's and that that is apocalypse, but they don't write it well. And like that they would be could. really cool though. And I think it would be really interesting and I would dig the shit out of that. But they like can't figure apocalypse out. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a version of him that's good though that sort of takes that God inspiration and like takes it into a different direction. Yeah, or but... if they did if they did like apocalypse, like it's like, oh, apocalypse is Jesus Christ and like he's there, he's helping or, like, everybody sees at some point. As the, the Messiah or whatever. Yeah. Right, but then at some point he gets like really jaded over time of humans continuing to be shitty no matter how well he tried to treat other right. people. That'd but that's not what they do. It's like he like appears and he's like, gotta kill some people, and it's like, okay. Yeah, He's that like, would be I'm, that would be cool. I, yeah. I could see that working. I could anyway, too. do we want to read some reader mail since we're talking about reader mail? Well, do you anyway? want to talk about like who's gay first? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do that first. The X I mean, there's a there's quite a few. There's of them. a lot of yeah. I mean, like Beast and Cable are dating now. A couple I never would have expected. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. So I would say Magneto and Xavier are the top one because I enjoyed their exchange at the end a lot. But there's also like the fun Magneto Wolverine moment as well. So like I guess just Magneto is the gayest person in this episode and also the most politically awesome. So he is. He is. He and gets, also he gets to wear the medal. In let's my not forget about Mister Sinister who like shows up with all of his boyfriends I and like. Know. His drag queen friend with him, and then also like 
wants Wolverine to fuck him. There's that yeah, too. And and is like, everyone's been naughty. And by the way, I want to experiment on all of you in my own Let's alternate be real. timeline. <laughs> you were wondering why Apocalypse like tied Wolverine up in chains, but the reality is that Apocalypse probably didn't do that. I bet you Mr. Sinister did. You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, like, that's, right. that's all his thing is like whips and chains. Like, we, we've met Mr. Sinister, you know? Yeah. And Apocalypse is like, can we kill this guy? And Mr. Sinister's like, no, it's part of my own shit. And Apocalypse is like, I, you know what? I'm too busy making my TED talk right now. You I just do don't have time. Do. I have a presentation to make to the universe and time cable itself. Cable is going to show up any second and I need to make my presentation for Cable. Whatever. Yeah. Did Cable ever get his cube back? I guess no. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The ship. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Nothing yeah, matters. Mag- Magneto wins for being gay. He, I mean, I he really. So. Mr. I, I, I love the end with place. Xavier just being like, "Let's be boyfriends." And Magneto's like, "Yeah, you're a piece of shit, so no." But you know, call me sometime if <laughs> you want to quit. Like a completely other universe. Uh, well, we I kind of feel. I, I yeah, but I think Magneto's <laughs> not like big enough to be like if Xavier's like, "Well, what about a quick booty call?" And like yeah, Magneto would be like, still mm, like fine. "You know, I'd still <laughs> fuck the shit out of you. Why not? You know, for one night." They still hate fuck each other from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> but Magneto's like, this isn't anything. We're not dating. And Xavier just like quietly looks out the window and is like, I don't understand why he doesn't love me anymore. And like, that's their relationship. And then like Lelandra like pops into his brain. It's like, and Lelandra goes, because you're a dick. Also, I'm gay now too. Goodbye. <laughs> also, I'm dating Oracle. Anyway, yeah. great show. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, so reader mail. We're like flying through this episode because there's not a lot going on to it. And we didn't have any character spotlight because I was not going to fucking do Nathaniel Richards. I was like, fuck that. You can, like, I don't I don't like characters that just are so powerful and crazy. And they're just like going to bend all of time reality. Like there's already it's enough not, of it. I mean, we've said it a million times, but it, it it's hard to make those characters interesting. It just no, is. Okay, but here's the thing, though, is that Scarlet Witch is one of those characters. And I actually find Scarlet Witch very interesting because I think she actually battles with the morales of her powers pretty frequently where Mm -hmm. all these other characters just like are like proteus and legion and kane the conqueror they're all just like uh gonna fuck shit up because we can't control our brains and fucking like reality is gonna warp around us where i think scarlet witch also is kind of like that because she also is like questioning like she has moments of being lucid or like changing her mind and that's what makes her so interesting i would agree with that so anyway uh so reader mail time um so our first email comes from James who writes, I'm listening to Beyond Good and Evil Part 1, and when you were talking about imaginary weddings for the X-Men, my first thought was, what if Xavier and Magneto finally decide to get married, but they did it in secret since Magneto is <laughs> like a criminal and stuff? <laughs> and then it was interrupted by the X-Men because Xavier forgot to tell him and they thought he was kidnapped. Sincerely, this is a James- great email, though. I like this. I also, do too. Like- and I- Magneto would maybe dubiously kidnap Xavier, but Xavier would be like sort of into it, and it would be part of a weird sex thing. Uh, that they yeah, were doing, Xavier would be doing this like, Mr. Sinister thing where he married, quote unquote, but like it's a weird sex thing. Well, I don't know, Mr. Sister, Mr. Sister, Sister, uh, fucking Mr. Xavier's Sinister's also involved for some reason. Yeah, why not? Xavier's <laughs> on the ground like Mr. Sister, being like, "Oh no, Magneto, I fell. Please don't fuck me, Magneto." <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that would be really cute. But I could also see Magneto being like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, it's also totally in character <laughs> for like all the X-Men to go and attack Magneto for no real good reason, assuming they kidnapped Xavier. Actually, that happens in Wolverine and the X-Men. So, really? Okay. They yeah. get married? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so, okay, in Wolverine and the X-Men, and that is such a complicated but good show because it's just 26 episodes that it's like one consistent storyline, which is nice. That's great. I can't wait to watch that. Well, honestly, so the opening of it is like 
Xavier's school just blows up and they don't know what happened and Xavier's missing and like once when the X-Men is reassembled they figure out that Xavier is on Genosha with Magneto mm-hmm. so all the X-Men go to attack Magneto and Magneto just like casually stops all of them and like then after they're all like hanging off for their dear life Magneto walks over he's like so I do have Xavier here because he just appeared on the shore here in a coma and I'm taking care of him you're more than welcome to take him. I don't actually want him here, but like I was taking care of him because you guys all fucking quit the X-Men after he left. So, and, and it's really funny because all the X-Men are kind of like, oh, and it's like one of those moments that's so perfect for Magneto because it's like such a quintessential part of the X-Men universe where the X-Men just go and attack Magneto assuming they did something wrong and Magneto's like, I'm just fucking standing here, standing up for my rights, which you guys are trying to do also, but for some reason you're coming at me. So back the fuck off. So yeah. I don't know. I love Magneto. That'll be a fun watch. So one other technical reader email. I actually pulled it off of Instagram just because I wanted to share. But uh, one of our followers commented, they they wrote, I listen to the mutant ages at night when I can't sleep and it's very comforting, which I thought was very sweet. I don't know how you're sleeping to us literally (laughs) screaming. But if the thoughts of Mr. Sinister butt-fucking Apocalypse and Wolverine at the same time brings you peace, good for you, honestly. If that's that's what you want to doze off to, is just us screaming that we hate Apocalypse, (laughs) and then coming up with triple X-rated fan fictions live (laughs) based on these episodes. You know what? Who doesn't? You fall asleep to whatever helps you sleep, and then maybe you have very, very sexy X-Men Okay, honestly, I mean, like, yeah, the the sexy X-Men aspect, yeah, I get that, but I just, I can't even believe that, like... (laughs) Anybody would listen to us screaming and be like, this is relaxing. I think that's great. I listen to podcasts when I fall asleep as well or try or can't sleep. And I I really enjoy it. So that makes sense. And I'm not insulting anyone. I just I I thought it was a really sweet comment. It's it's just like the visual in my head. I was like, I know Maddie and I and like Maddie and I scream a lot. (laughs) Well, we've known since known each other since middle school. And we've had this bad habit of only when we're together. And like literally, I don't have this reaction with anybody else. But when Maddie and I are together, we just start talking way too fast. And we start screaming over each other. And like, I do not do this with anybody else. I'm very calm and relaxed during a conversation typically. But with Maddie and I, it's like we're off the fucking walls. You should have seen us in Disney World. I thought Katie was going to kill us. Katie may have killed us. And we've just come back from the dead. (laughs) I mean, I really Animal Kingdom, dude. Oh, my God. There were a lot of moments. The number of times we screamed my memories at Katie was high. And I don't think Katie thought it was as funny as we did. And also just like the number of Kingdom Hearts references that we made. I don't know. There were a lot of times when Katie was walking just a little ahead of us and acting like she didn't know us. (laughs) That was happening very often at Disney World. I have no regrets about it. Anyway, I try to edit it out on this show, but like we interrupt each other constantly. I we obviously scream. You do a very good job. Thank you, Maddie. You know what? Sometimes I leave it in and there's just nothing to be done. Also, if you're not familiar with Katie on the show, she is our technically our third podcast host, but she does a different show with me that is still X-Men based, but we're reading our old teenage shitty X-Men fan fiction called Warcraft Valley. It's been a while since we recorded episode. The the series is not over. We just have not been on the same schedule for like several months. But you know, (laughs) there's a there's a great backlog of them reading really, really old fan fictions they wrote when they were kids about X-Men. Right. And so if you want to know about how Gamba's butt is also a like a hammer space TARDIS, (laughs) then you can learn about how Mr. Sinister shoved everything in there. So there you go. You can you can listen to that while you fall asleep or not. I don't know. You do you. So I I guess we're at the plug section now since we're talking about Gambit's butt and what's been shoved in there. Also like other podcasts we have. Yeah. And you know what's been shoved in Gambit's butt is our 
Patreon? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. So anyway, we are a completely fan-supported show. We don't ask for any subscription fees, but if you would like to support us on Patreon, it goes a long way to help us pay for our fees, like our hosting fees, and also get paid to do this and to have guests on our show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big deal. And if everybody donated like a dollar, like one dollar, it would go a long way for us. And you do get cool rewards too. You we do. Put up- if you can donate more than a dollar, you get even cooler rewards, like special podcast episodes and music that I write for the show. You could get that for as a reward, like all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. And eventually we're going to make some t-shirts because Maddie and I have, we oh we come up with some quotes. We like, we got my memories. We've got Xavier's a piece of shit. He's trash. We have time travel is real. Like, yeah, we've got a lot of great ideas. That probably wouldn't be affiliated with the Patreon though, because I would want to make sure anybody who wanted one could get one. You just want to wear the shirt, which you honestly I want. I would to. totally wear a time travel is real shirt. So we need to just make one. We did okay. So here's the deal: is uh, we need some artists. So if you're an artist that think you could create a good version of some of these shirts or some some graphic designs, hit us up at we'll themutantages at gmail.com. And also, if you want to email us your reader mail or any questions or thoughts you have about the show or the X Men general or which X Men are fucking who. Send it over to the mutant ages at gmail.com and we'll read it here on this show. This one right here. Yeah. And we also have social media. We have Twitter. Did we say that? It's the mutant nope. ages and we're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. And I'm at Ryan Pagella. And you can also find the mutant ages on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, and I don't know. What else is there? Fucking uh, YouTube. Don't think we said that yet. Yeah, well, we we did have not. a YouTube channel with Let's Plays of X-Men games and so much other cool shit like us dressing as the x-men and like doing stupid <laughs> definitely shit. cool super cool and also like us commentating on the x-men full-length movie parody that we made when we were teenagers and like making yep. fun of ourselves for doing that when we were 15 or whatever and we also take clips of this show and put it to the animation of the tv show if you would like to watch something like that it's been a little while since we made one but there will be but more coming so soon good. there's a whole archive of them on the mutant ages youtube channel and I think that's it. Oh, you could also leave us an iTunes review if you want to. And Please, share the show with or your a friends. Rating. Or a rating. Every single time you guys leave any kind of review or rating, it increases our visibility so other people can find us. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to share a great show about the X-Men fucking with everybody with that you know. With other X-Men fans. Yeah. And all the X-Men. Or you can convert fans to the X-Men through the show, which would be really weird. But that's something you could do. It is a X-X-X-Men orgy. Yup. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan needs uh, to be shut off, apparently. So, uh. <laughs> Ryan has run out of batteries and is malfunctioning. And on that note, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Call us Wolverine. The